Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. I'm a day late! I am a day late. Are you guys pissed at me? It's fucking Tuesday. How's everybody fucking doing? Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. It is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. So this is like a huge day for me and for a lot of New York in that last year, on this day, uh, March 16th, it was a Monday, that was the day that we were basically told by Mayor de Blasio, Governor Cuomo, that the city would be shut down, restaurants would be shut down. I mean, everything was basically shut down, like to essential businesses only for the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was really the start of the enormous change that took place over the last year. So many things have transformed because of that and I remember that that monumental day that Monday March 16th and I I don't want to go on too much about it because it doesn't really have to do with much of anything um you know with getting off (laughs) getting off on this podcast but it has a lot to do with me uh it was it was a day where everything changed and I, I think it's fitting that it's, that it's my podcast is a day late this week so that I can kind of talk about this a little bit because it, it was a really eerie thing. Um, a lot of people left the city. A lot of people moved away for good. And we experienced very dark months uh, with a lot of loss and a lot of, a lot of grief and a lot of silence and isolation and yet we New Yorkers tend to bond together very well and for that there was no better place that I I could have spent this time and I'm really grateful for for where I live and and spending that time there even though lately I've been doing nothing but bitching about New York if you follow me on Instagram you know that my my ongoing mantra has been I mean who wouldn't want to live here there's garbage all over the place (laughs) which there is um but yeah I really that was um that was a time and it it was kind of eerie because it was the day before St. Patrick's Day and to this day uh, some businesses still are decorated for St. Patrick's Day of last year. Businesses that never reopened. Um, it was July and we were seeing St. Patrick's Day decorations in a lot of the windows of bars that nobody would ever go in again. And it's, it's kind of a, a really sad, sad thing to see. You know, sad thing to see a lot of uh, a lot of places that I loved 
close. And a lot of our gathering spaces are are gone. Um, but we are we're coming back to life. And in a weird way that does tie into what I wanted to talk to you about today. And this is something that I talk to you guys a lot about, which is identity. And why do I fucking talk about identity so much? And I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and copy Tony Robbins. I mean, I, I see validity in fucking talking about identity. And it's because what do I talk about on this podcast? I talk about getting the fuck off, right? So I talk about getting off the shit that doesn't serve you. What am I, who am I here for? The smokers, the barflies, the sugar addicts, the people that are having a hard time moving forward, the people that feel stuck in their lives. I'm here for all of those people because I've been all of those people. But the part that everybody tends to forget about is that whenever you get rid of the shit that doesn't serve you, there's an element of adapting your identity following that to the new you. In fact, the identity adaptation sort of happens even before. So you kind of end up embodying the new identity before you're even done with the old one. It's kind of like, okay, you become the thing before you are the thing. Um, in my mind, I, I assumed the identity of a marathon runner before I was a marathon runner. I assumed the identity of a runner before I was a runner. I mean, I was a, you know, hanging off a bar stool at 3.30 in the morning kind of person. So nobody would ever say, oh, you know, this is this person's a runner. But yet I was. And identity is huge. Uh, when you quit smoking, you you end up altering your identity. When you stop drinking, you you end up altering your identity. When you start eating in different ways or behaving differently around food, you adopt a new identity. I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. And this, at this point in my life, um, I am doing something new for a living. So I am, I am now coaching people for a living. Um, but there is this element of, a little bit of an identity crisis maybe because I was one way for so long living in New York and I did one particular thing for a living for so long and now we've, we've all kind of been in isolation a really long time but now the city is starting to reopen and things are starting to happen and who I am now is not the person that everybody knew a year ago. It's, I'm, I'm different. And whenever, and this has happened to me a hundred times because I have changed my identity like I've changed my underwear. So how I have had a rich life full of experiences. I have done so many different things and I'm not really wed to one particular facet of my identity. But I, I definitely am facing a little bit of a challenge right now because a lot of the people that I know in New York City know me as one person and that identity is kind of outdated you know, I spent a year really building something that I, you know, I wanted to go in a direction of, of doing something new. And everyone I know <laughs> does something else. So it's been uh, a little bit challenging for me. It's been challenging because when you interact with somebody that you haven't seen in six, eight, ten months and they – they are not up to speed on what you're doing or how you're doing it or, or any of that stuff. There's there's always a conflict. And when there's a conflict, what tends to happen is I, and this is everybody, I get pissed. <laughs> I get pissed. 
pissed. How dare you not fucking know what I'm up to? That's my, like, that's, that's my reaction. My initial reaction. And that's a trigger. And I talked about this around the holidays in my podcast with, uh, with family. How family can trigger you for those same reasons. Because family, they, they're operating often because they don't see you a lot, right? Uh, you get together on the holidays. So you get together once a year. And maybe you haven't seen them in a year. Um, and a lot has happened in a year because in our lives, a lot happens over the course of a year. Um, and your family often is operating with this idea of you that is dated and um therefore they uh they can sometimes they they go with what they know of you that's that's comfortable like oh you know this is this is the person that I know and when it doesn't correlate or match the idea that you have in your head about yourself what happens is you get pissed you get pissed and that reaction that I just had uh that's the reaction that often occurs with people. I'm not going to hide or pretend that I don't have it. I haven't. I get really, I, I because a lot of times, you got to understand, I used to be a really big disaster of a person. Like 2015, do you remember my podcast about how I wanted to jump in front of the fucking train every day? Like I was a fucking mess of a disaster. Just completely erratic. I mean, always in chaos, always in victim consciousness. Everything was just complete mental illness, splat on the wall. I just want to put my head on a wall kind of like feeling all the time. Like... It felt like like there, there was just something perpetually wrong and something wasn't working. And it felt like that all the time. 2014, 2015 era, that was who I was. And a lot of people, and what's interesting is I had a very snarky, you know, self-deprecating humor, just a lot of everything irritated me, a lot, everything annoyed me. And I... I'm going to tell you guys, I was fucking hilarious. Like, I could have been a stand-up comedian. Like, I was fucking funny. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody that feels that way can be really funny. Because you have to. Because that's how you get through the day. Like, that, like if you, like, we used to have this saying. Um, uh, somebody that I worked with always said, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. And that was true. Like, we just, I, you had to make things funny. And you had to make things tolerable by joking about them and there was a lot of things that happened that were not circumstances that anybody should ever have to live through and uh so we laughed about it and I had a very different personality at that time now I am not saying that I have that I am anything like this person or this person is anything like me and I am I'm I'm giving the disclaimer but when Pretend It's a City with Fran Leibovitz came out. And I think she's hilarious and brilliant and wonderful. And if I ever met her, she probably wouldn't like me. Um, but she's she's just brilliant. I mean, brilliant. But my personality uh, five years ago, I would say that the the similarities between myself and, and this woman, I, I mean, it's, it's uncanny. Like, I when that came out on Netflix, I had so many people reach out to me and say, Andy... Like, you have to watch this. I mean, it's just, it's just unreal, the similarities between you and this woman. And I, I mentioned it, you know, to a couple of people that 
have come into my life in more recent years, like the last year or two, and they've said, yeah, I really don't, I really don't see it. But people five or six years ago really saw it. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. When you start embodying a new identity, the people around you, you know, they kind of adopt what they know as you. And then when you change, it doesn't always match. And then sometimes that creates a little bit of tension or friction and and you're going to experience this with every single thing that you try to sort of walk away from. So if all of your, if you want to, for example, become a runner, um, which I talk, I, I talk so much about this, guys. And, you know, I, I'm not tired of talking about it. So if you're not tired of listening, I'm, I'm not tired of talking. I'm going to talk about this a lot because it seems like this isn't the thing that should matter, but yet it, it does. It does matter because... The people around you are always going to try to pull you back into what they know to be true of you. So if you are trying to become fit and you're not a fit person, the people around you are going to be ready and willing and waiting with open arms to open you, uh, welcome you, not open you, welcome you back into that area of, no, come on, you can, you can, you don't have to exercise today. Let's go and let's get margaritas and let's get some chips and guac and then after that let's go and let's go and have beers at this place and I mean these people are are going to be holding their arms open ready for you. Like they could not talk to you for 2 months. You decide that you want to start exercising, they're going to find a way to interrupt your exercise routine. No, 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 you don't want to do that today. No, you don't need to go to the gym today. Let's go get brunch. They're going to do this. Watch. You just watch. You could be like you could be a person that like never never does any of that and the second that you start people are going to be like, "Oh, no, no, no." And I'm not saying that it's everybody, but here's what happens. And you'll notice this if you if you try to do something like drinkless, for example. Now, if you're somebody like that it's you're having a a problem with alcohol and you know it and other people know it this might not happen as much but let's be fair I think everybody could stand to drink less because alcohol is terrible for you it adds no value to your life okay so that's just my stance on it um and this is after I hit it hard for the majority of my life. I have come to this conclusion. Like a lot of people, I, I go to a bars now. This is such a, a non sequitur. But I, I went to, um, you know, well now when I go someplace and I have a seltzer water, people will make jokes like, oh, you had enough. You're cutting yourself off. And I'm thinking, bitch, I can out drink you. <laughs> like, I swear it was 10 or 15 years 10 to 15 years it took me to come to the realization that alcohol adds no value to your life. And that was after a lot of great nights and a lot of not so great nights that I came to that conclusion. But when you when you go to stop drinking, that's when people want to drink with you the most. Oh, you're not drinking? Oh, you're not drinking this month? Oh, you're doing dry January? No, you can't do that. I mean, you can you could not see a person and they'll be ready, they'll be ready. They'll be waiting. They'll be like, "Come on. No, you can't. You can't do that." And people people don't like it because they're worried. They're worried about how your change is going to affect them, the dynamic between the two of you. And they're also thinking about themselves and, well, I know this person is this. And if this person isn't this anymore, well, then what does that make me? Like, what does that make me? I talked very early in the podcast before I went on 16 tangents about diet culture and food and I'm all about just loving your body and eating the foods that your body asks you for. 
And I and I think if you want to be thin and fit and healthy, and we don't even need to focus too much on thin because what is thin? Like what's thin? Like a thin 20 years ago is not thin now. I mean, the, the body and the way that we look at our bodies, our bodies have changed size and shape. I mean, we're taller, we're, we're more muscular. I mean, we're, we're so different than we were even 20 or 30 years ago. So there's no real way to even say, what is thin? Like, what's that? So let's just go with healthy, not obese. Okay, so like just healthy, not obese. So you want to be that. Okay, well, there's a real simple way to do that. Um, make sure that 80% of the food that you eat is whole foods, um, not processed. Try to stay away from things like enriched wheat flour. That stuff is terrible for you. Try to stay away from things like sugar and especially high fructose corn syrup. I mean, 80% of the time, just eat right. 20% of the time, you know, you can stand to do whatever. And that's, that's general rule to follow. Now, of course, Diet is specific to each person. So that is a very, very general, general thing. But let's say that you just decide that you want to start eating right and you want to get away from diet culture. So you don't want to be on some sort of plan or regimen or this or that or the other thing. And if you make that decision, good, because all those things are keeping you fat. Just so you know, because you're just going down this weird road of, oh, I'm doing this now. Oh, well, this is, this plan's got to suck. No, that's not going to do anything for you. Like, all of that shit is just fucking with your head, okay? So, let's say you just decide that you're, you want to be done with it. I guarantee you that other people will have things to say about it. And I think the younger you are, the less you're going to find people around you having things to say about it. I still give all the love in the world to Gen Z. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an older millennial. I've mentioned this. Gen Z, they're very, very positive about their bodies and they don't really take those digs at each other. But baby boomers, baby boomers are terrible. Like, they are all just about, oh, well, I, I see you're doing this, so I thought you were doing this this time. I thought, you want to tell people, like, get your fucking nose out of my food. Like, fuck you. But that's what happens. So when you decide that you want to break away from the toxicity of diet culture and the toxicity of how you should eat and why you should eat this way and all of this stuff, watch and see all of the people around you just start having an opinion and just wedging their opinion into whatever you're doing. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. I had people, and it doesn't happen to me very often, uh, but it's happened to me where, you know, I'll, I'll eat something. I'd be eating something. I'd be at work and I'd be eating something and, you know, somebody would be, somebody that was on a diet. Now, remember, I don't believe in diets, but somebody would be on a diet and they would be walking by, oh, oh, you're doing that today, huh? Oh. And I would be like, yes. Yes, I am. I am doing that because I know what's best for my body. You have no fucking idea what is best for my body or what my fucking body wants me to put into it at this moment in time. You know, you don't know. <laughs> like, fuck you. But that's what people, people want to do. So you're, you're trying to just take care of yourself and people are trying to interject their fucking opinions <laughs> and other people's opinions that they're irrelevant. They're just completely irrelevant. Um... And it happens. It happens. When you're trying to get healthy especially, people people don't either don't like 
that you have decided to rise above this this weird toxic culture that we have around around food and around different types of food. So they're going to try to pull you back into it, you know, or they are going to try to continue to interject their whatever they're doing onto whatever you're doing to try to modify it in some way. None of that shit works. Um, we got to be better about that. We really have to be better about that. We have to be better about just showing up and standing by who we are becoming. And I could stand to do it myself, you know, and I could stand to do it. And one of the things that I struggle with, and it's very hard, it's hard to, to, publicly speak on the internet about things that you struggle with because right now in the age of the internet when you start speaking publicly what you want to do is you want to present the best version of yourself that you could possibly present to other people but the truth is I'm a human and uh, humans have their human tendencies and one of the human tendencies is when your identity conflicts with what people know to be your identity the first thing you want to do is say fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you (laughs) that's what you want to say and that's wrong and I know I just went I just kind of went on about you know people interjecting their opinions on on what you eat and I because I get fired up about that I get fired up when people do that I just want to be like no fuck you get out of this person's business this person's eating a cookie go fuck yourself Go fuck yourself. You telling this person that this cookie is forbidden is exactly why this person avoids the cookie for two years on end and then goes and binges on 65 cookies and then feels bad about themselves. Fuck you. I get fired up. I get fired up. But the thing that we need to do, we need to all be better about it. And I need to be better about it. As we're moving into new things, as as you're moving into a new identity, as you are becoming the person that is healthier, as you're becoming the person that eats better, as you're becoming the person who is is more zen. Of course, this podcast hasn't seemed very zen at all now, has it? <laughs> How many times have I said fuck you in this podcast? Fuck you! Fuck you! But as you're becoming these people, you have to show up and just be consistent with who you are. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do because... You don't really mean fuck you to the people that are around you. Like you really don't mean that. That's not what you mean. What you want to say is I'm hurt that I've put all this work into myself and you don't see it. Like you're not acknowledging it. Like that's what it is. Like that's what you're really feeling. And that's that's what we feel when people do this it's all about us like we are hurt and upset that we have taken the time to want to improve upon ourselves and people aren't taking the time to get to know that but also you need to take some time and think okay well maybe like let's say you joined some kind of community and you found a lot of support in that community and you know one of the greatest examples well, let's let's talk about community. If you found a lot of support in the community and then you go and you want to spend time with people that are outside of the community, like friends of yours, and they're not giving you that support, you're you're a little upset. You know, you get upset with the friends. Well, how are they supposed to know? 
Now, how are they supposed to know what that support feels like? They haven't been there. You know, their their eyes aren't open to that. They don't know what that that is like. And the same goes for me. Like, I don't know what other people's experiences are like. So always taking that step back and, and noticing that it really isn't about you. It's a It's just a complete lapse in communication between one area and another. You know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when I was doing, um, when I did my first, but when I did my first store opening, you know, I went into this, this situation where there was so much positivity and love and everything was to spec and we're in solutions mode and there's empowerment and like everyone feels so wonderful and everyone's creating and building and, and you're just, you're just doing this. And then you come home from that environment and you go back to your, you know, where you where you work, in my case, New York City, and it's not like that. Like there are like the worn-in ski slopes of how things go and you're one person against a giant animal that isn't working that way. You know, it isn't a clean slate anymore. Now you have the dynamic of personality and you have the dynamic of, you know, all different kinds of dynamics and you want to come back and be that person that's so empowered and everything is to spec solutions mode, positivity, love. I mean, you want to you want to come back into that, but everyone around you isn't like that. So that's that's kind of what happens when you're when you're changing your identity and um, and you're part of a community that's helping you do that is that that community is helping you and you step out into your life and the people aren't following it and you want to go at them with the fuck you. And you just have to try not to. You have to try not to go at them with the fuck you. It's so hard. It's so hard. But just maintain consistency. Maintain consistency. If you are healthy now and somebody just starts ragging on you about about what you're eating or tries to give you shit about oh you you could you could have a little bit of this just maintain consistency no you know what I'm making choices for my body today that um and that choice isn't one that I want to make today that's not to say that I'm not going to make that choice in the future but today I'm not going to make that choice say it's like you're you're drinking less no you know I'm not I'm not going to drink today and um I don't know if this is going to be forever but today I'm not going to do it um you know, if somebody decides to kind of give you a shit about your personality or what you're doing, um, and that could happen, that could happen because maybe you were like me, maybe you were at one time a very chaotic person and, you know, you're trying to move into an area where you're not and somebody is trying to egg you on to bring you back into that, just stay consistent, stay consistent and definitely, definitely feel the fuck you's coming and try to think, okay, so what what can we do? Um, what can we do here? How can we how can we not get angry today and instead just show our best selves? You know, as long as you're presenting yourself as your best self at all times, people will adapt to your new identity. I mean, it took people for a long time to adapt to the fact that I was an athlete. I, because when I became an athlete, I sure as fuck didn't look like an athlete. I mean, not that an athlete has, you know, a particular way that they could look because there's runners of all shapes and sizes. But when, you know, people have an idea in their brains about what an athlete looks like. And what I looked like was not that. So it took a while for people to acknowledge that I was an athlete. But I just stuck with it. No, I'm this. Nah, you could skip your run today. No, I can't. I can't do that today. 
And eventually, over time, people will, will catch up. So listen, guys, I have talked a long time about this. I am going to talk a lot more about identity. Um, we all like to think that there are easy ways to get off the shit that doesn't serve us. So we, we think it's easy. Okay, like if it's smoking, drinking, sugar, whatever the fuck it is, we always think that there's an easy fix to it. And there isn't. Because yes, there is the physical part, the physical addiction, and then there's the mental addiction. And then there's everything you've lumped into who you are as a person. And that last piece is the piece that takes the longest, that is the piece that is the hardest, and it's not easy. It's not easy. And that's the piece that's keeping you, a lot of the time, stuck into something that you're doing that you don't want to do anymore. So I have a lot of experience with this, guys. I really do. If you want to talk about anything, please uh, reach out, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. Or you can get on my email list on my website, getthefuckoff.com. That's a great way to get a lot of content like this. There's a lot of reframes on identity, bad habits, things that you're trying to change, I talk every week about that uh, to my subscribers, so you're not going to want to miss out. I send a lot of good stuff out, Uh, so definitely do that. And I'm sorry that I was a day late this week, but I just want to let you all know that I'm, I'm really grateful that you all are here, and it has been a true pleasure to put this together for you guys this year. And to have, to have people tell me that they get a lot of value out of this. I have a lot of people that have reached out to me and, and told me that they get a lot of value out of it. And that means a lot to me. Uh, if I can help anybody shift their mindset um, and start moving in a direction to, you know, be the best version of themselves, then I consider this a win. Like, I, I, don't, care, I don't care if two people listen to it a week. I consider it a win. But if there is someone you know that you think would get value out of this, please feel free to send this along. If you guys know somebody personally, then I, I would personally like to know them as well. And I would, I personally would like for them to, to listen to the Get the Fuck Off podcast because I really want everybody to just feel better. Like we've all felt bad for a while. You know, everybody has about something or another. So I just want everybody to start feeling good and feeling healthy and getting back to the great, that great version of themselves that they really love to be. So this has been great, guys. I will see you all next week. Until then, take care, be safe, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. See you, everybody.